Welcome to Living Water Radio. Last time, we talked about the importance of telling the whole story of Jesus' love and sacrifice at Christmas. We talked about inviting people to hear it so that they might come to believe and receive the gift of faith and salvation at Christmas. We talked about talking about the what and the why of talking about Jesus at Christmas. Today, we're going to talk about the how. My name is Pastor David Burkadal. My wife, Reverend Sally Welch, is co-producing this podcast. Sally is a Christian Church Disciples of Christ United Church of Christ ordained minister, focusing on ecumenical and interfaith ministry. I served Lutheran Christian congregations in Compton, California, and in San Dimas, California, for over 40 years. Today, maintaining our yard is my gym, and I'm active as a volunteer in the leadership of the more than 100 Evangelical Lutheran Church in America congregations in our area. Between the two of us, we have over 80 years of ordained ministry experience. Check out our first Living Water Radio podcast, number zero, Welcome and Introduction, for more information about us and this podcast. How do we talk about Jesus at Christmas? Well, that might sound like a question for Captain Obvious, but it's not as clear as some might think. First, we need to be honest with ourselves about our motivation. Do we invite people to come to a living relationship with Jesus Christ or to become members of our church to help pay the bills, to lower our average age and bring back a youth program, to sustain our legacy? Most visitors have pretty good sincerity detectors. They know when they're being played. They are already afraid that they're going to be caught up in a hate group, a political action group, or an ingrown and insular church culture from what they've seen in the media. Why would anyone come at Christmas? To attend a friendly church? A nice family church? A support group or a social service agency that uses religious language? What do we offer that no one else is offering, that no one else can offer? Noel, we heard last time, is a word that means Christmas. It came into the English language from the French and into the French language from the Latin word natalis. Natalis is where our word natal comes from. Your natal day is your birthday. Prenatal vitamins are the ones you take before you give birth. Natalis, according to merriamwebster.com, can mean birthday as a noun or of or relating to birth as an adjective. Christmas is a day in which we talk about the birth of Christ, an historical event. But it becomes a contemporary event when someone receives the gift that is Jesus and becomes a new creation, that is, when they are born again. The gift that we offer at Christmas, the gift that no one else but us is talking about, is a fundamentally transformed life in Jesus Christ. Jesus said in his conversation with Nicodemus in John chapter 3, beginning at the fifth verse, Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. What is born of the flesh is flesh, and what is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not be astonished that I said to you, you must be born from above. The wind blows where it chooses, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus said to him, 
How can these things be? Jesus answered him, Are you a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things? This is the Christian life. It begins with an act of God, and God changes everything. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, beginning at the 16th verse, From now on, therefore, we regard no one from a human point of view. Even though we once knew Christ from a human point of view, we know him no longer in that way. So if anyone is in Christ, there is a new creation. Everything old has passed away. See, everything has become new. This is what we have to offer at Christmas. It is who God has made us to be. Second, we need to proclaim Jesus with realistic expectations for the result. Paul writes in Romans chapter 10, beginning at the 13th verse, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news! But not all have obeyed the good news. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from what is heard, and what is heard comes through the word of Christ. Changed lives can happen overnight, but most of the time, it takes time. Be the ambassador of Jesus Christ that God has called you to be. Be persistent if necessary. Be open to the work of the Holy Spirit to recognize those to whom you are being sent. Share the good news in a way that speaks to the situation of the person with whom you are sharing it. Know that not everyone will be open to believe, at least not right away. Faith comes not through what is said, but through what is actually heard. Know that not everyone will hear what we say. Their hearts will be hard. All we can do is bring the good news, to proclaim the good news of Jesus for all people. That is the necessary act for people to hear and then to believe. Jesus does not have much appeal to people who feel no need of anything, but to people who know that what they need is outside of themselves. Jesus does not have much appeal to saints, but to sinners. Jesus is not attractive to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved. Jesus has nothing to offer people who are self-righteous, but to those who know that what they really need is a Savior. People come to Christmas services for many reasons. For some, worship will just be something that they do because they've always done it. Just one more Christmas tradition to check off the list. Will they get anything from worship when they put nothing into it? Will they then write off Christianity as another disappointment? Raise the expectations of those you invite by sharing your own story of how you became a Christian or why you remain a Christian with so little external support in our culture, especially if you have no living ethnic tradition, no social need, or no political motivation. Share a story about a time when you were challenged and Jesus got you through. Third, don't be afraid to share your weaknesses and your struggles and your stress points. These 
are your growth points. Don't be afraid to talk about questions you have where you struggle. Faith is knowing that there are answers, you just haven't heard them yet. Relatability builds credibility. Fourth, you can't give away what you don't have. And you can't give away what you don't know that you have. Be open to the Holy Spirit at work in you and the opportunities for growth that the Holy Spirit presents to you. First, pray about it. Second, read or study the Bible in a meaningful way regularly and with all your heart. Three, Jesus was once tested by an expert on the religious law in Matthew 22, beginning at the 34th verse. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Do that earnestly. For love the other and yourself, but be wary of only talking about yourself. God is the hero of your story. God will make a way. It's not about you. It's not about how God helped me, but it's about this is what God did when I was fill in the blank. Five, be transformed daily. Be a new creation. Live as one who is fully defined by God, one who has been born again. Six, be open to the Holy Spirit. The openings to share your faith will come. Seven, don't be too prepared. Don't prepare your witness. Prepare yourself. Don't work on your answers. Be open to God's work on you yourself. Jesus said in Luke chapter 12, beginning at the 11th verse, When they bring you before the synagogues, the rulers, and the authorities, do not worry about how you are to defend yourselves or what you are to say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you at that very hour what you ought to say. In our own time, these opportunities to be witnesses are usually personal, maybe with groups, maybe whole families, maybe even with a culture, but they mainly begin one at a time, person to person. Let your words come naturally. If they are forced, you'll freeze up. Just talk as the Holy Spirit leads. Learn to recognize the Holy Spirit and not your own inner voice. When the Holy Spirit leads, and especially if you are shy, just start talking. 8. Don't be prissy or know-it-all or holier-than-thou. People will see that for what it is, spiritual insecurity. Be who God has made you to be. Be confident in God. Finally, look for a point of need, some crisis that has caused people to look again for answers, for a firm footing in life, when they are open to listening. Don't find a need where none exists or exploit people's vulnerabilities. Love them and give them what you know will help them. That is your best Christmas gift. Why do we give gifts at Christmas? Because God gave us God's own self in Jesus, who was at the same time fully God and fully human being, to suffer and die for us so that we may live. God is still giving that gift. He has given it to you. 
He has given it to the world. Be one who points to God this Christmas. Tell the story about what Christmas means to you, the spiritual meaning, the new birth, and invite people who you know and who you find in your path to receive the gift that is God in Jesus Christ. Talk about Jesus at Christmas, celebrate his birth, point to his death and resurrection, and invite people to receive the greatest gift of all in a living, transformational relationship of faith in the one true living God. Today, let's remember to pray for all those who have yet to get the vaccines, because they are most at risk to themselves and to others. And let's remember to pray the Lord's Prayer sometime today, the one that Jesus taught us. If you don't know what that is, contact us at therevsdavidandsally at gmail.com or send us a tweet to at David Burkadal and we'll send it to you. Send your prayer requests to either of the same addresses and we'll include them next time. Send your comments there as well. As always, we encourage you to stay hydrated. Open your heart to receive the living water from the source, God's self, the living presence of the one true living God, the God who gave himself on the cross so that all who believe and are baptized might be restored to the living relationship with God for which we were created. Remember your church. Identify one if you don't already have one. Ask a friend about it or a family member. Google it. Contact the pastor. When you have a church, go to or tune into the worship services they have available and support your church financially so that it will be fully functioning as we move into the new normal. Support your pastor and church leaders, pray for them and help them in any way that you can. If you or a loved one are having thoughts of suicide or are struggling with mental health issues, call somebody, contact a friend or a relative, Google a local or national hotline, reach out. You are not alone. There are people around you who will walk with you through this dark time into the light. Wear a mask when you're outside your home, practice social distancing, wash or sanitize your hands regularly, get your vaccine. It is the one thing you can do to keep lowering the curve and to literally save lives. Avoid crowds if you can and be outside if you have to be in a crowd. Be kind to everyone you come into contact with, especially those who are sacrificing their security to provide for yours. We all struggle in some way. Be a helper and encourager. Thank you for listening to Living Water Radio. We are here for Christians and for the people of the Los Angeles metropolitan area who are looking for a sense of Christian community, a source of hope, and a way to thrive together during this global pandemic. We hope you'll tune in next time and invite your friends to do the same. Meanwhile, Sally and I encourage you to open your hearts to receive living water, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and stay hydrated.